0: open up some things and let's get ready for the Word. Are you ready for the Word this morning? The Christmas message. And uh, Melody, if you can put my PowerPoint up, if you haven't already. It's coming. That would be good. So, welcome to church. I think, oh, can we put the lights on? Everyone will fall asleep otherwise. Just that second one in. And uh, there you go. I can see you now. So, no falling asleep during the preaching. That's very good. Um, I think everyone is... There's no new people here today, but I put this up just for the sake of if there were new people, how to connect with us, but we know how to do that on our website, vineyardcc.org. So I've got a video to start, I think, so hopefully the sound's still up now that you've turned the lights on. That's all right. Cool. My wife just rightly corrected me and I don't want to embarrass him, but Di's son Will is here and he's new. So everyone welcome Will today. (laughs) With a polite golf clap. (laughs) That's beautiful. So Di knows our website, so if you want to connect with us, vineyardcc.org, you can do that. So, very cool. For unto us a child is born. It gets read a lot around Christmas time. Isaiah 9 verse 6. Unto us a son is given... And the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. And the last one is Prince of Peace. Wonderful. And I want to declare today that there's, there's more peace. There's more peace for you, for your family, for your loved ones, for this community, for this world that's desperately in need of some peace, I think. Wouldn't you agree? I'm making a declaration today and I want to make a noise, maybe just a little bit louder than the world, just for a minute. Maybe just a little bit louder than our our press conferences at about 10 a.m. every day where we hear about the latest predicament of COVID in the state. Maybe a little bit louder than the fear that rests in people's hearts that's arrested the world's attention. Uh, I want to make a decree from heaven that there is more peace available to you and it's available today. You see, I believe Jesus gave us A promise to remind us of himself. A promise points us towards the promiser, right? If someone promises something, you think of that person. Well, Jesus is our wonderful saviour and friend who gave us precious promises to not only believe, but also to declare. And that's what we're doing in this place today for the brief amount of time that I have with you before we close and go and enjoy our festivities. Just for a moment, I want to make a declaration. Because when we declare out of our mouth the Word of God, something happens. Something begins to shift in your world. The atmosphere around us is adjusted because the Word of God is powerful. So the promises of God are to be declared. They're also to be prayed. So don't just read the Bible, but declare it and pray it. And that's what we're doing in this place today. The Bible makes it very clear that death and life are in the power of the tongue. So let's take a check. How are we talking? What are we magnifying? James says that as a rudder directs a ship, so our words direct our life. So your words are an indication of what you believe. I declare that this is going to be the best Christmas day that we've all ever had the best season of your life, the best year ahead. I declare that Jesus is going to become more real to you, more real to me. I declare the best is yet to come. I declare you are loved, you are significant, you are valuable to Jesus. I declare his death, his burial, and his resurrection has set us all free to live life and live it more abundantly. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, everlasting father and we declare it today the prince of peace because i declare there is more peace for you in 2022 and yes it rhymes there is more peace for you in the year that is ahead a much more peaceful year than we've had the last two years why because the word of god rules and reigns over this world when we declare it and when we pray it and so Father God, we just pray your word over our lives, over our families, over our communities today. We declare the Prince of Peace come. Rule and reign over this darkness, over the noise of fear. Peace come and reside in our hearts, in our minds, in our homes. I pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 We're going to read. The scriptures are on the screen. If you want to follow along in your own Bibles, John chapter 14 And I'm reading verses 23 to 30. That's John chapter 14, verses 23 to 30. And it says this, Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, amen, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I'm going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, You would rejoice because I said I'm going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. And Romans 5 verse 1 says this, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm declaring peace over your life today because there is more peace available for you. And the first question we need to ask is, well, what is peace? Because you might say, well, I know what peace is, you know, a bit of quiet, a bit of whatever. Peace comes actually from the word shalom. Everyone say shalom. Shalom. You can now speak uh, um, Hebrew, shalom, peace. It's not just about the absence of conflict because we think that. We think, well, that's where the noise is. I'll go over here and I'll have peace. But it's not just about that. It's actually about a sense of wholeness or completion. You know, it literally means nothing is missing and nothing is broken. Everything is perfect. And and, and I think, uh, we think when all is calm, because we say all is calm, all is, and we think, oh, that'll be peace. And, and sure, it might feel lovely, but We think that when all is calm that we have peace and it's not actually true. When all is calm, you'll be dead. (laughs) You're gone. That's when everything's calm. And until that point, there will be some sort of restlessness in your world. Uh, Whether you're a Christian, saved believer or not, we live in a broken world. Life will have storms and challenges. And I'm sure everyone in the room can testify to that. We've had our moments of challenge of discomfort, of stretching, all the things that are uncomfortable because we're going through this journey that's called life. See, Jesus never promised us a life free from the storms. He never said, come to me, all who are weary, and I'll give you a perfect life with no problems and no issues and everything will just be hunky-dory. That's not what Jesus promises us. He promised us that we would have him in the midst of the storms. So when the storms of life come, we have Jesus. And he is our Prince of Peace. So that's peace. And, and, and Jesus gives us peace. It leads to me to my next point. Peace is a gift. A lot of gift giving happens today. Uh, traditionally, you, you, you hand over, you know, a present to your loved ones. And, and Those people haven't earned those gifts. I know we sing the creepy song, you know, um, naughty or nice, you know. He sees you when you're sleeping. What a creep. Um, (laughs) He knows when you're awake. What, he's got hidden cameras? (laughs) He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for good. The world would have you live that way. You've got to earn your favour. You've got to earn your gifts because if you're naughty, well, nothing for you. You'll get coal in your Christmas stocking. You cannot earn or deserve a gift because if you earn it or deserve it, it's no longer a gift. It's a payment. It's given on, a gift is given on the merit of the person giving the gift, not the receiver. And so peace is a gift, and so it's given on the merit of Jesus. He went to the cross, and he died for us, and he rose again. And he gives us this gift called peace that we can't earn or deserve, but he gives it as a gift. And the merit is on him because of everything he's done, not because of everything we've done. And that puts a big X mark through religion. Because religion is rules and regulations. If you do this, 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 and you tick all the boxes and you meet the criteria, well, then you'll be accepted. That's not Christianity. I'm sorry, folks. That is not living free because of Christ. That's earning your favor. And it's no longer a gift. Peace is not something that you've earned, but it's something that you've been given by Jesus. And you need to receive it by faith today because I declare there's more peace for you and your family in 2022 peace of mind and peace of heart jesus defines the peace that he gives it's a peace on the inside that affects the outside i think of a duck and i know this is on the outside but you don't really see it you know a duck's on the water looking pretty chill but if you had a little view of what's going on underneath the water what are their legs doing going gangbusters under the water it's the appearance of peace. Oh, look at that beautiful little duck. Meanwhile, the duck's seen a little bit of bread in the corner of its eyes. It's like... <laughs> well, the peace that Jesus gives us is something that affects us from the inside out. It starts in the heart. It starts in the mind. And when we rest in the fact that Jesus and his finished work on the cross has made us right with God there is a divine rest and peace that comes because it's about everything that he's done and we receive it rather than everything that we need to do to qualify for it. There's a big difference. Peace comes when we stop trying and we start trusting Jesus. Stop trying. I'll do my best to be good this year. Oh, you know, I've been so good for a few months and then I mucked up And then I carry on. But don't worry about that where you're mucked up because Jesus has got it. Don't let it bring you down and drag you down and think you've got to try to be perfect again because you're never going to make it. Peace is a person and the more we focus on the person and and his name's Jesus, our Prince of Peace, the more peace will prevail in your life. Here's the thing. The world cannot give it to us. You've got a world out there hunting it down trying every self-help course, buying every doodad and gadget and gizmo to try and satisfy whatever's missing on the inside. But we all know that God fills that void in our lives. The world cannot give it to us. Peace isn't found in a pill, in a potion, in a drink, uh, in an addiction. Uh, It's not found in a destination like Hawaii, although that sounds nice. Uh, But you can't go to that desert island or that peaceful location, whatever that is for you, and expect that that's where you'll find peace. Because you know what, it might be a peaceful place, but what we carry inside of us is what determines what's going on. And if you are messed up and broken and shaken up on the inside, you can go to the most peaceful place on the planet and you carry that there with you. It doesn't go away the minute you step onto uh, the um, banana lounge by the pool. That sounds nice too. Uh, (laughs) Here's the thing. You may have tranquility, but that is not peace. And the world mixes that up. The world mixes that up. There's a big difference. Jesus said, his peace the world cannot give. So the world bases its peace on resources. If I can get more of that, or if I have more money in the bank, or if I can have this, I'll be okay. Or if I earn this much money in my job, or if I get that promotion, then I'll be... No, that's not how it works. God's peace resides in relationship. And that relationship is with Jesus. Because He is the Prince of Peace. If you want to access peace in your world, it don't matter what job you have, what money's in the bank, what's going on in your world... What matters is your relationship with him. And so the first thing I do when someone comes to me and they say they're stressed, they're freaking out, they're messed up, I ask them, how's your relationship with Jesus? How's it going? Do you talk to him? Do you pray? Do you, do you listen to worship music? Do you have time with him? Are you building on that relationship? And generally, people that don't have peace in their life need help in that area. You know, to be right with God means to enjoy the peace of God. So if you're right with him, you'll enjoy his peace because it's a gift given to you when you have relationship with him. When you're enjoying God's peace, there is joy and contentment. You can't have peace and peril at the same time. It's either or. It's not a mixture or a blend of both. And so I'd encourage you, if you're lacking peace, fix your eyes on Christ. Just blot out the noise just for a moment. And build on your relationship with him you see the world to get peace the world depends on personal ability what you're able to do and achieve but but believers we depend on who we are in christ that's what determines our level of peace our relationship with him the world searches for peace they're out looking for it while peace is found in us when we've accepted jesus as our lord and savior he dwells in our heart Therefore, the gift of peace resides within us. The world works for or hopes for peace. They're they're doing things to try and achieve it. Whereas the Christian receives the gift of peace by faith. We receive it by faith, trusting in the finished work of Christ. Here's the point. Too many people are depending on the externals for peace. While we can rely on the eternals for peace. Did you catch that this morning? The world is depending on the externals. What do I look like? What car do I drive? What money have I got in the bank? What job do I have? What kind of house do I live in? They're trying to find peace in all those things. What desert island can I go to for a holiday? But do you think I have a problem with desert islands (laughs) and lying on banana lounges? Anyway, uh, but we can rely on the eternals. And our eternal is Jesus. Our hope is in that which is eternal that lasts forever. All that stuff that the world are chasing, that's going to fade away. You can't take that with you. What matters is our relationship with Christ. Here's the last thing this morning. Peace can be promoted more in your life. When I say a declaration of peace over you, that's great. But you've got to declare it over your life each and every day. There's more peace for me today. You might be in the middle of the biggest, scariest, whatever's going on, but you wake up and you say, God, I thank you for your peace today because there is more peace for me. It's your promise in your word, and I declare it more peace for you in 2022. It's not just a catchy rhyme. Philippians 4, verse 6 to 9. I haven't got this one on the screen, but most of you may have heard it before. Be anxious for nothing. Nervous laughter. (laughs) Who's been anxious before? I think everyone's hand should probably be up. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, we don't get it in our natural minds, it will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, If there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Not the things that are making you anxious and worry, but on the things that make you chill and relax and not stress. The things of God. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. Declare that over your life and there is more peace for you next year. Prayer promotes peace. You have a choice to either worry or pray. That's your choice. Many of us choose worry first because our natural tendency is to worry. Stress out about things. What about this? What about that? But you have a choice to either worry or pray. We're told not to worry. And so we have the power of choosing. Worry is paying interest on tomorrow's troubles. The thing that you're worrying about may never happen. Yet you've invested all this energy in distressing and freaking out and not knowing what's going to happen and what's going to come. And then it doesn't come and it's like, well, what a waste of time that was. Don't pay interest on tomorrow's troubles that may never come. You can't worry and pray at the same time. That's impossible. Because when we pray, we're investing our hope, trust and faith that God's got it. But if you're worried, are you really believing what you're praying? Or you're sitting on the fence and hedging your bets. Look, I'll worry over here and I'll pray over here and we'll see which one prevails. You can't worry and pray at the same time. Worry is a result of you looking at yourself and your ability. When we worry, and I'm preaching to myself, we all worry at times. But it's because we don't have faith in ourselves. but we're not meant to have faith in ourselves. It doesn't matter if you don't have the ability, the finance, the whatever it is you need to overcome the situation that you're facing. What matters is your relationship with Him. So don't worry, pray. Worry is a result of the wrong focus, not the wrong problems. Some people think, oh, well, I'm worried. Well, you don't understand the problems. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. I don't need to know what you're worried about. Because what I do know is that when you invest your hope and faith in Christ, all those things melt away and fade away because God's got it. Everyone say, God's got it. So pray about everything. Why worry? Pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank Him for what He's done. He might not have done what you need yet, but He's done something before. Thank Him. If you can't think of something He's done before, well, come in for counselling. You need help. But, you know, you've got (laughs) breath in your lungs. You've got a roof over your head. I'm sure you've got some food in your cupboard. I'm sure you've got a relationship with someone you're thankful for. I'm sure, you know what I mean? There's always something that we can be thankful for. It's just that when we live in a situation that is troublesome or full of worry for us, instead of a little speck, it becomes this big blockage and it's all we see. And we forget to be thankful for all the things that God has done. Thank Him for what He's done. Because then prayer, when you pray, it actually produces more peace. It goes beyond our understanding and explanation. We don't understand it. We can't explain it. It just comes. It's just like that big breath of, and the weight comes off the shoulders because you're trusting in him. You'll literally experience a supernatural peace if you invest your faith and trust and hope in him. And then you guard your heart and mind when you pray because your heart and mind wander, don't don't they? That's where the worry comes from because you start thinking too much. You start, us boys, we're probably guilty of it uh, just as much with, with, we we like to fix problems, don't we, fellas? You know, if we see a problem, you know, your wife comes to you with a problem. Well, you're too busy trying to say, well, just do this, this, this and this and it'll be fine. And all your wife wants is just to tell you about her day and what's going on. And all you want to do is fix the problem. She's not looking for someone to fix the problem. This turned into a marriage counselling session. Uh, But she's looking to express how she's feeling because she has 25,000 words to use in a day. Whereas us fellas use about 10. So it's true. Look up the facts. I might have exaggerated the 10 a little bit. I better move on. Here's the point. Prayer refocuses you on your provider, not your problem. That's what prayer does. It takes our eyes off the big blockage because it's all we see and it shifts our focus onto Jesus. And then when that happens, Jesus imparts peace. There's more peace for you in 2022 and the way you access it is through Christ and fixing your eyes on him. John 20 verse 19 to 21 says this when Jesus when he appeared to his disciples after the resurrection he says then the same day at evening being the first day of the week when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them peace be with you when he had said this he showed them his hands and his side then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord so Jesus said to them again peace to you, just in case they didn't catch it the first time. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. Jesus is the giver of peace. And if you want to access more peace for you and yours in the year that's ahead, the Lord knows we'll need it because the world's just full of fear and darkness and depression and disappointment and disillusionment and disadvantages and any more diss words? I don't like doing the disses. That's the dishes. That's a bad joke. Bad dad joke on Christmas Day. But the world's full of negativity. But we could be carriers of his peace if only we would acknowledge Jesus as the giver of peace. The first peace is peace with God. There's two pieces I'm talking about today. And the first one is peace with God based on his finished work on the cross. To become a believer, to surrender your life to Christ and be a Christian, you need to experience this first peace and understanding that Jesus came, died, was buried, but he rose again on the third day and his body that was broken and his blood was poured out and and we're going to have communion in a moment and and celebrate that. That is experiencing the first peace when we understand what Christ has come and done for us. That weight of condemnation of our sin brokenness because of our bad choices our history all the disappointments that we've had it gets lifted off of us because we realize that jesus died on the cross so that we could be new creations and live a new life that's the first piece but the second piece is the peace of god that comes from his presence And when you're in relationship with him and you've experienced that first peace and you're a new creation, like I said, the storms of life are still going to come. We're still going to have those challenges, but then his peace comes in the midst of chaos. And that's when people look at you and say, well, you know, we're all freaking out because there was 572 numbered cases whatever today and I'm I'm a nervous wreck. But look at you, you're so relaxed and calm and, and full of peace. What's your secret? Well, I'm glad you asked because I have Jesus in my life. And I'm not dictated to by the fears of this world and by the numbers and however ugly it looks because Jesus is my Lord and my Saviour and he is my Prince of Peace and he promises me peace in the midst of the storm. And I've experienced that first peace where I understand that he died for my sins and the second peace that comes uh, when I am with him in his presence. Jesus came to the disciples when they were in fear. They had the doors locked. They, they, they had the walls up so they were, felt like that they were safe. But the walls and the doors that are locked can't stop Jesus from coming to you if you let him in. You've just got to be open to let him come in. Jesus comes and he speaks peace over your life. And, and his word today still speaks and brings peace to our hearts. It's as relevant today as it was back when he said it, peace be with you. Let's have a look at the screen. want to declare peace over you and yours this Christmas but to do that to understand the peace you need to have been told and you need to have heard at one point in our lives we were told about the message of Jesus unless you're in this place and you've never surrendered your life to him and and maybe today and you're watching online and you're hearing about him for the first time well now you're being told Jesus is the light of the world He's the Prince of Peace. And if you have a life full of turmoil and anguish and confusion, He can bring peace and clarity to your life. So you've been told. But then it's not just about telling, it's about hearing. So you can be told something and it can go in and in, out one ear and out the other because you haven't heard. So I implore you today, hear the message of Christ. Know that he is your Prince of Peace, that he came and that he died for you, that his body was broken for you and his blood was poured out. Grab your communion. We need to take communion and believe for peace to be our portion today and every day from this day forward at such an increased measure because we need the Prince of Peace active in our lives in such a dark and crazy world. So you've been told, I implore you to hear the message today. You need Jesus in your heart. You need to live your life for Him. The season and the hour is is urgent. There's no time to go into it today, but the Bible talks about the second coming of Christ. And He could come at any time. And I don't want to be the person that's mucking around, wallowing around, and not really serious about my faith when He comes. I want my heart to be right. And the way it can be right is through relationship with jesus and as we take communion today what we're saying is jesus i believe in you that you came that you were born as a baby in a manger and that's what we celebrate around christmas time but each and every day it's relevant because he was born into a world of sin that he would die and take that weight of sin and, and crush it defeat sin and death rise again on the third day victorious overcoming those things proving that He is God and nothing is too hard for Him, and then rising to heaven to come back again in the future, which could be any time. And so let's acknowledge Him today, His body broken, His blood poured out. And as you're eating and as you're drinking, I want you to literally visualize peace overflowing in your heart, whatever that looks like for you. Just visualize it and, and, and receive it today. Because there is more peace for you when we fix our eyes on him. And that's what we're doing as we take communion. So why don't you take, eat and drink together. So Jesus, in this moment, we receive your peace. We acknowledge you as Lord and Saviour. We thank you for everything that you did for us, everything that you are doing and everything that you're going to do. And we boldly declare over our lives and our families more peace today into next year. I believe it's a God word for us that there is more peace when we fix our eyes you so we do that today and from this day forward we fix our eyes on you jesus we live our life for you we thank you for your goodness your mercy and your love we receive you into our heart today and i pray this in jesus name and everyone said amen